If you've seen the movie Spotlight, and if you haven't, you should, what do you think happened next? After the reporters of the Boston Globe Spotlight team published the first of what would turn out to be hundreds of articles about the Catholic sex abuse crisis. After, with the best of intentions, yes, and to be clear, out of supreme necessity, the Spotlight team and the writers who followed their lead effectively tossed grenades into so many lives and families. After survivors went to our diocese and archdiocese for help understanding what was being said about men who, for us, were the living embodiments of Jesus Christ. After, in my case at least, I received a definitive, clean bill of health from a trusted member of the Catholic Church, and then got sick. In truth, the aftermath of Spotlight is far uglier than I think people, and especially Catholics, realize, or want it to be. And that, I can only assume, diabolical reality is encapsulated perfectly by the picture that serves as the cover art for this podcast, and the underlying event. How could this be happening? Is it happening? Do they not see me? Do I even exist? Those are the thoughts that come to, crush, and in truth begin to possess me as I stand there on the steps of the Cathedral Basilica in September 2018, just weeks after the release of the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report, a survivor of the Catholic sex abuse crisis, holding pictures of myself as a child with my abuser at the massive reparation for the Catholic sex abuse crisis. And the priests arrayed in front of me not only won't acknowledge me or talk to me, they won't even look at me. They've all quite literally turned their backs to me, exactly as the picture that serves as the cover art for this podcast shows. I'm ignored, shunned, stunned, my heart breaking, tears welling up in my eyes as I take one deep on the verge of sobbing breath, then another, because the pointed, public, without fear of question or accountability, ignoring the out-in-the-open, callous, arrogant, utter indifference is also familiar. I'm being sacrificed once again. So here's what I don't understand. If it's pretty common knowledge that this guy did it, why are you singled out as, but I bet this kid's lying? Even if we can't have him in church because of what has happened, if I had been president then, I would have known. Bill, I'm not sure that's relevant. Why do you think they sent Talbot up to Chevres? You know they wanted him out of town. <clears throat> Robbie, as well-intentioned as Bill's remarks are, I'm hoping we can keep this between us until we all get on the same page. If the abuse is related to the Catholic Church, you can also contact your diocese victim assistance coordinator. This is Sacrificed, a survivor's eye view of the Catholic sex abuse crisis that picks up as my story does where the movie Spotlight left off and provides a no-punches-pulled, no-holds-barred, and above all else, no-enabling look at the crisis and its aftermath what happened and why and how and why, both back then and now. My name is Chris O'Leary and I'm a survivor of the Catholic sex abuse crisis. In the late 1970s and early 1980s, I was sexually exploited, abused, assaulted, raped by a Catholic priest. 
Then when I went to my archdiocese for help in March 2002, and my friend the cardinal, and not the baseball kind, called me back, that's when things got really bad, when the abuse of the abused began. A scheme whose purpose I've come to suspect is to protect certain powerful connected people and conceal a larger truth and crime that some survivors, including myself, were simply thrown to the wolves, abandoned, sacrificed. They knew and did nothing and worse. Not only did they know about and manage my and our abusers, but they protected them, and I can prove it. As for Vosestis Lux Mundi, Pope Francis' Bill of Rights for Survivors, which was supposed to finally end the torment and ensure that we are helped, it's a sham, a false hope, if not a cruel taunt, all of which raises what for me is the big question. If the Catholic Church can do what it's done to me, a survivor, over the past 20 years, and what it allowed to be done to me and to us as children, sacrificing us then and now, what else can it justify, rationalize, still, when it comes to children above all else? I'll be damned if I allow what happened to me to happen to anyone else, so I can't and won't stop until I figure out what happened and why and how and why and ensure it can't happen again. If Jesus Christ can do what he did, entering Jerusalem on Palm Sunday to a certain and known fate, then I can do this. What happened in the aftermath of Spotlight? The reports in the movie, to the survivors, to those of us who as children had to live with the experience and sometimes the memory of bailing out of and fleeing our parish rectory after having been sexually exploited, abused, and even assaulted by a priest. Were we helped or not, or worse? What happened to our abusers, to the priests who preyed upon and attacked us? Were they locked up or at least secured and supervised, safeguarded, so they couldn't hurt anyone else? What happened to the enablers, to the people, men mostly but not all, who were told about what happened and did nothing in response, and worse? What happened to the blind eyes, to those who saw things with their own eyes, testing, grooming, exploitation, and worse, and turned a blind eye to it? Were they punished or rewarded for keeping their mouths shut, putting the church first, just following orders? More fundamentally, why did it happen? Was it just bad luck, a one-in-a-million shot? Or is there a deeper and darker explanation? Were we deliberately sacrificed, as I've come to suspect? And was that the result of incentives, status, prestige, resulting from and relating to vocations or canon law? If so, then, and again, how have things changed? Perhaps you think you know the answer to those questions, but do you know, 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 or just think no? Are you assuming trusting, hoping, wanting. I'm a survivor of the Catholic sex abuse crisis, and there's a reason why I'm not satisfied with the answers and solutions that have been produced to date. While the Catholic Church has done many things to address the sex abuse crisis, there are clear limits to what can and will be done, starting with accountability. My story involves and implicates just such a man, a blind eyer, a fixer, my friend the Cardinal, a man who, as a diocesan priest from 1977 to 1979, witnessed and turned a blind eye to my and our testing and grooming and sexual exploitation, if not abuse. How could he not, given that he spent two years living and working in the same rectory and church as my abuser, 
the places where much of it happened, a man who then did worse as an auxiliary bishop in 2002, who lied to and gaslighted me, and others, who fixed the problem, made sure that we and the problem just went away. Rather than helping us as children and then as adults, he protected the church and himself, and he's now one of the select few who are running the Catholic Church, the pool from which the next pope will be drawn. He seems to have been rewarded for turning a blind eye to my and our abuse, and worse. So how exactly is that progress? And this isn't just about him. Not just. He's a symptom, a consequence, of an institution and a system that, despite all the talk, remains largely unchanged, unrepentant. The fact is that too much, if not the majority, of the talk about shame and sorrow and contrition and healing is just that, talk. How can I possibly say that? Given the Dallas Charter, the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops' promise of victim assistance coordinators, protecting God's children in Vosestis, Lux Mundi, the Pope's Bill of Rights for Survivors, I can say it because I lived it, because I am living it. I've tried to get help many times, both before and now under Vosestis. I even managed to get a letter, an attempt to blow the whistle on my archdiocese and a plea for help, placed on the desk of the Pope by one of his senior advisors, another different man who may be the first American Pope. But 16 months later, I've heard nothing in response. Nothing. Talk is cheap, for Pope Francis is for all. The fact is, and when it comes to the Catholic Church, the sex abuse crisis, and the response to survivors at least, and I fear children as well, things are not as they seem, but are exactly as they are seen.